to my brothers and sisters in Christ. My name is Kelly Ward, and this is episode number one of the Liberty from Captivity podcast. Today is Tuesday, August 4th, 2020. The title of this show is Introduction and new, of New Podcasts on Spiritual Warfare and Deliverance. So who is this show for? I hope these podcasts will help you to learn spiritual warfare and deliverance basics so that you can get set free from demonic oppression. So this is for Christians who want to learn about spiritual warfare, deliverance, and particularly self-deliverance. Many Christians today do not have access to deliverance ministries where they live. Most churches do not minister deliverance, sadly, and that is a shame because they should be. You should be able to go to, to your church, and if you're having any kind of issues in your life, a demonic oppression, you should be able to go to the pastor or the, the prayer team there, and they should be able to, to help you. But sadly, that's just not the case in most churches. Many Christians today are struggling with demonic oppression and things that they don't know how to get set free from. And that is just not God's will for, for His children. So I just want to give you a little bit of background on the name of this ministry, which is Liberty from Captivity. When praying about the name of this ministry, the word liberty kept coming to me. And I rolled it around a few times and tried to figure out, well, do I just name it Liberty? You know, do I put something else with it? It needed to be something simple, but something that would help so that people would understand what it's actually for. So I looked through the Bible, and of course there's Luke 4.18, which to me, I consider Luke 4.18 to be kind of like Jesus' mission statement. Luke 4.18, and this is out of the New King James Version, says, and this is Jesus speaking, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. So when I really thought about this, Jesus did all of these things when He was here on this earth. And we do have healing that goes on today. I mean, we, we know of supernatural healings. People get healed from the Lord from many things. But we don't often hear about people who are oppressed and, and they get set free from that oppression. And that to me is, is just very sad. That just should not be. We should be walking in freedom, the freedom that Jesus paid for. So while it is true that Jesus did set people free when he was here on this earth, we also have to learn how spiritual warfare works and how, and how deliverance works before we can really appropriate the freedom that he really paid for. There are some things that we've got to do and some groundwork that we've got to lay before we can move on into that. So this is the first of hopefully many podcasts that I can hopefully impart to you the knowledge of things that I've learned so that you can learn and understand how to do it for yourself. And then once you've mastered that and, and have a, a grasp of that, then you can go on and help deliver others. So the goals for this ministry, well, as the old proverb goes, which this is not a proverb from the Bible, but I guess it's a, a, a saying, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, teach a man a, to fish, and you feed him for a lifetime. There's one of me and many of you out there, and there's, there's quite a few deliverance ministries that are out there that are online. Uh, some of them are local. But the problem is, is there's so many people that need to be set free. So wouldn't it make sense that I teach you some of the things that I've learned, some of the knowledge, the principles, the practical, practical steps that I can impart to you so that you can get set free, free from things like demonic oppression, healed of wounds, both spiritual and emotionally, and even physically. 
My what I also plan to do is to post some messages of these principles on my website, which is at libertyfromcaptivity.com. I also plan to post podcasts there about these principles, and I'm hoping to do some series. This is this one, of course, it will just be a standalone, but I'm I'm hoping to put together some series of hopefully just some basic uh, warfare and deliverance so that you can learn how to do this yourself so that you can appropriate it and so that you can get free and to learn how to walk in that freedom and to live in that freedom. And if you don't understand the very basic foundational principles of it, you just won't get free. And either the demons might leave and they'll come back or they just won't leave at all and you'll be scratching your head trying to figure out what went wrong. So I want to give you a little bit of information about myself just just so that you can know me a little bit. And if you've come to me from Glenda Lomax's show, Just Praise Him Radio, where we talked about remitting of sins, this introduction part may seem a little bit redundant. But for those who have happened to stumble across this show one way or another, I think it would be good for you to know a little bit about who I am. So I'm 41 years old, and in 2014, the Lord really saved me for the second time in my life, but this time it was a for real conversion. I spent a lifetime bound up in sins, even though I was originally saved when I was about nine years old, but I never really lived for Jesus. I just did what I wanted to. I believed in at, at that time and once saved, always saved. And I thought that I could just live like hell and still end up going to heaven. And of course, once saved, always saved is a lie from the devil. But God really got a hold of me in 2014. I was in my second marriage then. I'd gotten divorced from my first wife, left her. I was dissatisfied with my life and some of the choices I had made. I just decided just to turn my back completely on God. I became an atheist, and, and uh, it was roughly about 2010 or so, 2009, 2010, somewhere in that time frame. In 2014, God really got a hold of me after some people had planted some seeds in my life, people who had come along, they didn't push Jesus on me. They didn't push church on me. They just planted little seeds here and there. Some things that, that really got me to, to really wondering what, what, what were these things that they were telling me about things that were going on in the world, evil things that were going on. And I just, I, I, it just, I just kept thinking about these things and I just, I couldn't let it go. I, I would, I would research these things. I would, I would go online, try to research it, try to understand it. And then and I would put it away, but it was always there, just just kind of in the background, just kind of eating at me a little bit. So I would go back to it over and over again. And I started reading books on some of the things that I was uh, curious about. One day, uh, and, th and this was back when I lived in Alabama. I live in Oklahoma now, but at the time I was living in Alabama. I lived there for almost six years. And I remember, I think I remember I was sitting at the kitchen table and I had this aha moment where God helped me to really connect dots on some of the things that I was that I was researching, some of these deep, dark things in this world that I couldn't figure out why they were going on and what they what purpose they really serve. And the basic the basic principle was this. Where there's all this evil in this world, then there must be the devil. So if that's true, then there must be good. And where there's good, there must be God. And that that 
light bulb moment, that aha moment really set me on a path to really pursue Jesus. I did probably one of the biggest 180s you've ever seen. I turned my life completely around, started going to church, and I I was on a mission to do everything I needed to do to get right with the Lord. And my conversion was so fast and so abrupt that my second ex, my my ex-wife, my second wife who I was married to, whom I'm divorced from now, told me that uh, she said I don't even know you anymore. And of course, that's a good thing. When you go from living a life of sin to doing whatever you want, drinking whatever you want, watching whatever you want on TV, saying anything you want to, and not having a care in the world what anybody thinks about you, to someone who's on fire for the Lord, who's reading their Bible, who wants to get their life turned around, who stops doing all those evil things and has a heart to want to be free from all that, you really, you really do become a changed person. And it's just like it says in the Bible, you know, I am a new creation. When you really get saved and you are really on fire for the Lord, you are a new creation. And that's what Jesus made me. He made me a new creation. And I am so thankful for that. So this journey started after I'd given my life to him and started going to church and, you know, just learning to read the Bible, learning to pray, worshiping him, just devouring sermons like uh, the late David Wilkerson. Uh, I devoured as many sermons as I could early on. But then there was a time shortly thereafter, after my conversion, where I had some demonic sexual dreams at night that I didn't want. I didn't understand why they were happening. It, it didn't make sense. And I struggled with these since about 2014, uh, up until very, very recently. Uh, th- because this, this deliverance process has been, has been very much that. It's been a process. It's like peeling back the layers of the onion. You don't just go through, you may just not go through a single deliverance session and get free from everything that has bound you up in your life. So when these things were happening, I I set out on a path to try to understand this and some other things. And there, and there were some also, and I don't want to just say that was the, the whole singular reason why I set out on this journey. I also was listening to some podcasts at that time, uh, some Christian podcasts where they were talking about uh, the host of that show had talked about, you know, if you, if you have some things going on in your life, some, some demonic things going on to go look for uh, particularly a Pentecostal type church, a charismatic type church, a church where they might be more willing to embrace uh, ministering deliverance and so on. And so I decided, well, I'm, I have these things going on at night. I don't understand it. I don't want it. So I just went to the church I was going to at the time, and uh, they ministered deliverance to me. And it seemed like it worked for probably about a week, I don't know, two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks, something like that. But then the demonic dreams came back, and I didn't know why. I didn't understand it. So that really opened the door for me to help really search out and learn from myself because, you know, I can I can go, you know, again and again and again, but eventually... You know, there comes a time when you have to be the captain of your own ship, so to speak. Well, Jesus is really the captain, but but you have to be willing to take charge of your own life and and to be willing to, to fight. And I do believe that that's something that Jesus has called us to do. And so I learned about spiritual warfare and deliverance through various ministries, podcasts, websites, books, uh, and also through uh, Just Praise Him, uh, the host, Glenda Lomax. She's done a fantastic job of putting together some stuff of her own. And uh, so I spent some time going through this, applying it 
to my life, learning how to break curses off of my life and to minister uh, deliverance for myself. And slowly over time, these layers of the onions got, got peeled back to where I walk in freedom now to where I don't have to worry about these sexual urges that I used to have anymore. They don't control me. I can walk in that freedom, and I am so thankful for that. So in 2019, I received a word from Glenda Lomax on one of the podcasts that she had posted. And this was a podcast uh, where we were learning how to do uh, deliverance basics for a, a, I guess, a separate ministry that she set up called High Place Warriors. And basically what this was for was to really intercede for the president. For And so this has been ongoing now for a little bit over a year. But in one of those messages, I received that word. And so I already knew that I had a call in my life for deliverance and spiritual warfare because I had already spent some time up at Deliverance Ministries at Oklahoma City. Uh, that's kind of a little bit near where I live. And I, have, I had spent probably about a year there, I think about 2017 or so, learning how to minister to others. And that was a very special time in my life. I learned so many things through that ministry. And I learned how to minister one-on-one to, to other people. And so with this call in my life, I decided to start this ministry and to, and to teach you how to do it. And probably my, my first and, and my, my foremost focus on, I, I plan on getting a, a ministry set up through my church. I believe that's what God wants me to do. And so that will be my primary focus. But secondarily, I also want to do this podcast and to post things on, on, the, on the website uh, in the form of blogs so that you can go there and read it and learn from it. We are in a battle. And you can think of this battle as like a chessboard for any of you who play chess. Obviously, God is playing you know, 12-dimensional chess on one side while the devil is playing checkers. But you are on that board. Christianity is not a spectator sport. This is something that you just cannot just sit idly by and just let life go by. You have to be actively engaged. And sadly, most churches do not tell new Christians the spiritual battle that they may be up against, especially right after salvation. And that may be part of the reason why some of them just just flat out just give up. So here's what I believe happens. When you live a life of sin, the devil is very content with letting you live that life because he knows he already has you, right? However, after you get saved, all the things that you did wrong now become like an insurance policy to him that he can exploit and make your life difficult. Yes, I do believe that 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 you are forgiven at salvation, but there may be some things on your life that you have to work on. There are some things in your flesh you've got to work on. There may be curses that that are in your life, like generational curses. Those things don't just get broke off automatically. When you get saved, demons don't just automatically leave either. So you have to learn and understand the basis of why they are there and, and then learn how to get rid of them. So I do want to make it clear that, yes, absolutely, God is in control. But you may be asking, well, if he's in control, then why why does it seem like things may be falling apart in my life? This doesn't make sense. I like to think of it this way. Your spirit got saved at salvation, but your soul is in a state of being saved while your flesh will be saved. Your soul and your flesh are not sanctified, but your spirit is those, so your, your, your soul and your, your body, your flesh, are the things that need work. 
And those are the areas where the demons live. And I can get into that a little bit later, hopefully in another podcast. So, yes, you are a new creation. However, you're not sanctified. You've got to go through that sanctification process. That is very much a process, and deliverance certainly can accompany that. You you grow in the process, and 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 I don't believe that most people get completely delivered all in one session. I think it may take several sessions. It, it might. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe you send a lot less than I did, and maybe maybe it can. So, you know, uh, that's just something that you just you just have to work on. But I do believe that learning to fight uh, for your entire life is something that I think you'll have to probably do. There have also maybe open doors that occur. Uh, so open doors are basically spiritually speaking, that's verbiage that we would use in in deliverance in the spiritual realm where there may be some unrepentant sin in your life and as a result of that unrepentant sin or a curse or generational curse that open door is a doorway that the, that the devil can come in as a legal right to torment you and harass you and to oppress you you have to shut the door through repentance and cast out the demon and again that'll be on a later podcast but the legal rights you can think of as a like a basic courtroom term this is where the devil is acting as a prosecuting attorney and jesus is our advocate revelation 12 verse 10 this is out of the modern english version i like the 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 mev it reads very much like the new king james uh it's it is based on the king james version but it is a a little bit more modern but i like the mev anyway revelation 12 verse 10 states then i heard a voice from heaven saying now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ has co- have come for the accuser of our brothers who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. So there he's saying right there that the devil is the accuser. Then 1 John 2 verse 1, My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you do not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. So Jesus Christ is our advocate, and the devil is the prosecuting attorney. And so we need to appropriate, learn to appropriate these things so that Jesus can be our advocate and we can get these doors shut. Now, Paul understood this spiritual battle that we're in very well. He was the one responsible for giving us Ephesians, uh, the Ephesians uh, whole armor of God from Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to resist the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your waist girded with the truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having your feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the fiery arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit always with all kinds of prayers and supplication. To that end, be alert with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Paul was not immune to these demonic attacks either. And 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7, it states, And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations, a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me, lest I be exalted above measure. 
Now, many have tried to explain away what Paul was talking about here. They might say, well, Paul, you know, maybe he, he lost his eyesight. You know, he was taking beatings all the time, so his eyesight was poor, and that was his thorn in the flesh. But Paul plainly tells you what his thorn in the flesh is. A messenger of Satan to torment me. He was demonically oppressed by the devil. So if he was demonically oppressed by the devil, then how much more are we likely to be oppressed by the devil unless we learn how to fight him and do the warfare ourselves? Also, the devil is after you, as stated in 1 Peter 5.8. Be sober and watchful, because your adversary the devil walks around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That word devour is the Greek word katapino, which means to swallow up. It, it, it implies that it is in one gulp. The devil is coming after you to try to take you out in, in one gulp. Obviously, we don't want that to happen. So how do, we, how do we prevent that from happening? Well, we have to understand how the enemy gets at us, and, and we have to know how he fights. In any battle that our military may engage in. They don't just go in and just do battle against uh, the enemy. They learn how the enemy operates. They learn their tactics. They learn how they operate. They watch them. They spy on them. And it should be no different for us. In 2 Corinthians 2, verses 10 through 11, it says, Whomever you forgive anything, I also forgive. For if I forgive someone anything for your sakes, I forgive it in Christ, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his, his devices. We should know and understand the tactics of the enemy so that we won't be caught unaware. Now, I just wanted to take a moment here and just state that if you have demonic oppression in your life, that does not mean that you are not saved. If you are living for Jesus and you are doing everything you can to get right with him and to do what he wants you to do, I, you, I believe that absolutely 100% you are saved. Just because you have these things in your life doesn't mean that you're not. However, God wants his people to be set free, and he gave us the tools in the Bible to be able to do it. Also, don't be afraid to do this battle. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. He wants you to be free. He wants you to be able to engage the enemy without being afraid of him. We are not to be afraid of the demons or the devil. We are also called to overcome. There are many verses in the Bible about this. Revelation 2 verse 7, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give permission to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Revelation 3 verse 5, He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments. I will not blot out his name of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Romans 12, verse 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. 1 John 2, verse 13. I am writing you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because I have overcome the evil one. I am writing to you, little children, because you have known the Father. So obviously, we are called to overcome. It's kind of hard to live an overcoming life when the devil is beating you down and you don't know why. You just kind of stay where you are and you can you can grow stagnant. But Jesus came and he overcame the world and we are co-heirs with him. 
John 16, verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Romans 8, verse 17, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may be glorified with him. So Jesus overcame, and we are co-heirs with him. If these things are true, and they absolutely are, then what sense does it make for us to be bound up by the devil? It doesn't make any sense, right? The answer is, we can overcome. We just have to know how. But that overcome, the overcoming and that deliverance is not automatic. Just like salvation is automatic, we have to appropriate it. So why do you need this? Well, the spiritual battle is growing, and you can see this all around us. Even just this year alone, it appears as though the wheels have just fallen off the wagon, and people just seem like they are going completely nuts. You see it in our politics. You see it in our cities, all the rioting. And no, they are not peaceful protesters, although there are probably some peaceful protests going on. But the body needs to be equipped, and, and you need to be equipped to learn how to do this so that you can fight and help others and help yourself, for that matter. Without deliverance, your spiritual growth is stunted. When you're in some sort of bondage and you don't understand what's going on, you are continually battling that. You're in a process of repenting, worshiping God, going to church, doing all the right things. Then that thing comes back and gets you. It becomes a besetting sin as spoken about in, I want to say it's Hebrews 12 verse 1. Don't hold me to that. I think it's in that area though. But in the King James Version, it uses the word beset. Uh, but a besetting sin is something that you just keep doing over and over and over again. But God doesn't want us to be focused on those, those hindrances and, and those things. And he wants us to be free from it. And when you get free from those things, then you can go up that spiritual ladder and grow in your relationship with him. Because now you're not worrying about all those things. You're not thinking about it anymore. It's not on your mind anymore. It's, it's, you're, you're free from it. I remember ministering to a woman when I was uh, ministering at Deliverance Ministries in Oklahoma City. It was obvious, and I think she was probably one of the first people that I'd ministered to when I started there. Uh, again, I was only there for about a year, but it was obvious she was very hungry to serve God. She had a lot of demonic oppression in her life that was holding her back. I don't remember what all she was dealing with, but after a few sessions, uh, she was delivered, and, and her whole countenance changed. I remember at the end, her countenance changed. She just looked like a new woman. I mean, it was amazing just that how quick the transformation was. I remember it seemed like it was a year or two later when I was on Facebook, and I'm not on Facebook anymore, but when I was, I just by happenstance happened to see her profile on there. I wasn't looking for it. And I, I think she was hosting some sort of a Christian uh, event of some sort. I don't know what it was, but it was it was enough for me to really see that that because of deliverance and some other things, in her life that she was able to move on into her calling and do what God wanted her to do. For me personally, I suffered a, a, almost a near lifetime of various lust issues even after salvation and it was absolutely terrible. I didn't want these things. I had feelings, emotions, desires I didn't want. They were compulsions and they were very, very strong. And while these appeared to me personally to be a stumbling block, I believe God allowed these things in my life so that I would learn what was going on and how to fight it and eventually get set free. And even though I didn't like it in the process, I am thankful that God took me through that journey because what you learn in the trenches, uh, those experiences that God leads you through are, are things that, 
that you only get when God leads you through it. And so experiences that God leads you through are absolutely amazing. Absolutely embrace them and, and seek the Lord on how to get through those. So with that, um, I just want to conclude this podcast. And I think maybe, I don't know exactly what my next podcast is going to be, but I'm thinking that it probably will have something to do with the foundations of deliverance. Well, I want to start at the very foundation, just like building a house. You've got to prep the land. You've got to get the ground you know, level you get to bring in the sand and you start pouring the foundation. And so I want to, I think that's the direction I want to go next. And I'm obviously, I'm going to have to put it together. So uh, anyway, with that, I think I'll just conclude this podcast. And I just want to say, God bless you. And thank you for coming. And hopefully this has been a blessing to you. Uh, if it is, leave a comment on the website and the blog. I would love to hear from you. And, and feel free to also contact me on my website libertyfromcaptivity.com. You can also post on the blogs there. Uh, there is a comment section and feel free to leave me a comment. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much and God bless you. So desperately need